mention the Salem Witch Trials, and images of 1600s Massachusetts instantly come to mind. But in 1982, one young woman found herself imprisoned, accused of the very same crime, along with the charge of attempted murder. Carol Compton was a 20-year-old nanny, transplanted in Italy after following her serviceman Beau home after a short whirlwind romance. Within days of settling in at the home of her new employer, strange things began to happen. After a series of small, unexplained fires and religious relics being ripped from the walls by unseen hands, two different families were convinced poor Carol was to blame, and both reported the activity to local authorities. Imprisoned for 16 months, Compton was charged with witchcraft. Jurors were so terrified of her reported supernatural powers that they insisted the young woman be kept in an iron cage whenever she was in the courtroom. Was this a case of witchcraft used with malicious intent? Or could it have been a poltergeist brought about by repressed psychic abilities? And of course, stick around after the show for this week's Musician Spotlight, this week featuring Paco is Desperate. Thank you for joining us for this installment of the Supernatural Tendencies podcast, where we investigate this strange case and give our opinions on its source. I'm Alex. And I'm Christy. And this is episode 21, Carol Compton, Witch Nanny, or Poltergeist Victim. Having met the love of her life in her hometown of Ayrshire, Scotland, 20-year-old Carol Compton was eager to get started building a new life. Her Italian serviceman Beau had completed his British placement in the area and would soon be returning home to Rome, Italy. Carol found herself in a new country, ready to embark on her career of choice, being a nanny. Within days of her arrival in her new homeland, she found employment at the home of the Ricci's and settled in with relative ease. Within days, however, unexplained activity soon began. It was after Carol walked past a religious painting hanging on the wall that it fell and smashed to bits. A maid witnessed the happening and claimed to have seen the young woman then collapse to her knees and begin praying. After voicing her concerns to the Ricci family, it was decided that although this event was troubling, Compton's duties were needed as the family had planned to visit their holiday home in the Italian Alps in a matter of days. The couple soon regretted their decision as three separate unexplained fires occurred during their getaway. The authorities were called and after an investigation, it was determined that electrical problems were to blame, not Carol. The Ricci's, however, weren't buying it, and days later, relinquished her of her duties. Undeterred, Compton found work just a few weeks later. The Tonti family, grandparents included, invited Carol to act as a live-in nanny at their home on the island of Elba. And for a time, no mysterious activity was reported. 
But just a few months later, that would change. This time around, it was Carol who went to the family, stating that she was being followed around the property by strange scratching noises. Soon after, religious statues in the home were found mysteriously broken, lying on the floor. Small fires began happening, with one burning a hole through a family member's mattress. It was then that the grandmother of the Tonti family began naming Carol as the source of the strange occurrences. A stranga, or witch she called her, was living among them. A confused and frightened Compton vigorously denied participating in such activity and offered no explanation as to why these strange occurrences kept happening. The situation soon escalated further after a fire broke out in the Tonti's three-year-old daughter's bedroom. The young child's bed was consumed in the blaze, nearly taking the tot's life. Again, the authorities were alerted, only this time, Compton would not fare quite so lucky. Held without knowing her charge, Compton was the focus of a sensational trial in Italian courts. And after news of the strange activity that seemed to follow her was aired, accusations of witchcraft used to commit intentional bodily harm to others spread like wildfire. Dubbed the girl they call a witch, Compton's name and face were plastered on British newspapers. And although Carol steadfastly maintained her innocence, many, including the Italian police, weren't buying it. During her interrogation, she insisted that she certainly was no witch and held no supernatural powers that would cause the strange fires or activity to happen. And even more perplexing was the fact that no one had ever seen Carol commit any of the activity for which she was blamed. Forensic experts even testified that they were in fact stumped by the entire case. Famed parapsychologist Guy Lyon Playfair, of the Enfield Horror fame, offered to lend his expertise to Compton's fight, although she politely refused, not wanting to add fuel to the already rampant paranormal fires, no pun intended. In December of 1983, Carol was brought to trial, and so great was the fear surrounding her that jurors demanded the petite woman be kept in an iron cage while in the courtroom. With no evidence to the contrary, and under intense pressure from international constituents, Carol was admonished of the charge of witchcraft. She was, however, found guilty of two counts of arson and sentenced to two and a half years imprisonment, with time served fulfilling the charge, allowing her to walk free almost immediately. Compton left Italy soon after her release and went on to pen a book detailing her side of this mysterious story. In 1990, Superstition, the true story of the nanny they called a witch, was released to little fanfare. In it, Compton suggests that her situation may have been paranormal in nature, after all. She claims that a poltergeist energy may have been the perpetrator to the unexplained phenomenon that surrounded her during her 20s. Compton has since married and now lives in West Yorkshire, England. She has reported no strange activity since her departure from Italy and enjoys a quiet life along with her husband and children. Paranormal researchers offer an explanation of psychokinesis for the occurrences, citing that the human brain has the ability to influence the world around it. Could the stress of a new job in a new country, often separated from her military boyfriend, have unintentionally manifested into small fires, objects being hurled about, and other such activity? Or was Compton herself intentionally behind the attacks, 
a willing participant in nefarious occult spells and rituals, set about to cause harm to others. Compton has understandably distanced herself from the mysterious events that happened during her time in Italy, and hasn't spoken of them since the release of her book. Odds are we'll never know for sure, but cases such as this and notable others, Tina Resch, Doris Bither, and Esther Cox, for example, provide evidence that more research should be done exploring any paranormal or psychic ability connection. shark song stuck in my head the other day why i don't even know it's it was utter madness and now daryl keeps walking by my office all the time baby shark son of a bitch i was singing on the way over here to the studio i was singing i think it's lizzo oh i think it's lizzo the hair flip check my nails girl how you feeling feeling cold as hell you ever ever heard that song no but see it's when you do stuff like that yeah that just I I can't. When I do stuff like when I was singing it in the car or when I was repeating it back to you? Both. Really. But in theory, if I remember we were going to Sandusky. What was I doing? Daryl had his heart attack. And what what, what was that stupid song that you, and then you lied to me and I never, you didn't tell me what the real name of the song was. I don't remember that. Mexican Lucky or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. So then oh. I had to do a Google search, and I'm like, Mexican are, Lucky Song. We are here at and the Supernatural Tendencies podcast for this week's episode. Wait a minute, about, I'm not done yet. Talking about Daft Punk, if any of you remember that song. Yeah, from what? And a, so apparently I'm not the only one that has Googled that. <laughs> really? That's what I thought was really funny. <laughs> I think it was Daft Punk from like 2000, what, 2010 maybe? I'm guessing, I don't know. Uh, we're up all night to get lucky. I sang We're All Mexican Lucky, which makes no sense, but she believed me. And she asked me what I Mexican didn't believe lucky you. Meant. I knew you were full of crap <laughs> yeah. because you're a liar, sir. But then you Googled it. A liar. Well, that's because I wanted to, I wanted to know what the real name of the song was because I was walking around the house going Mexican Lucky. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, if I'm going to sing it, I at least want to sing it right. You're up all night to get stoned. You're up all night to get stoned. We're all Mexican Lucky. And then I'm not even Mexican. I know. So, <laughs> yes. you know, right away there's that disconnect. I don't know, I don't know what it means to be Mexican you know, lucky. You know, if it's like, oh, I to get Italian lucky. <laughs> I might be like, you know, <laughs> Italian, Irish, Native American lucky. I'd be like, oh, okay, my people. Which is a good segue into today's episode because it mostly takes part in Italy, correct? Yes. With Miss Carol. In Rome. Compton. The witch nanny. I feel so bad for her. She got railroaded. Oh, railroaded. 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 Yeah, as for most episodes we do, we usually do kind of like a recap. But this story is actually pretty short. It is. Like, I think it's on par with our star jelly. But you know what? The, that's, you know, like while I was researching this and, you know, writing it up and everything, it was strangely reminiscent of the Amherst poltergeist mystery. I don't think so at all. I, how? Why do you always disagree with I'm tired of it. <laughs> I am just I'm I'm tired of it. <laughs> How was it reminiscent? 
Well, because, you know, poltergeist and, Slightly you know, misogynistic. Things being hurled around and complete where was anarchy. The, where was the trumpet that fell from the ceiling in this All story? right, okay, so there wasn't a trumpet that fell from whatever. Where was the, the formulated knocking language in this story? There was religious relics. That, that were already established. You have religious relics around here. Like that, but... You got a you got a Christmas tree, a Yule tree. It's not a Christmas tree. It's a Yule tree. It is not. What it is, is it? a paranormal in progress tree. Festivus. It's not Festivus. Festivus for the rest of the us. The light. The only thing Festivus about it are the lights. If you get because that reference, I like. If, if you get that ref- I like reference lights. of Festivus for the rest of us, you get ten. Count them ten. Supernatural tendencies podcast bonus punk points. Wouldn't that be fun if we started doing that? Bonus punk points? You know, supernatural tendencies points. <laughs> if you PM us with what the reference is from, Festivus for the rest of us, you will get 10 bonus supernatural tendencies punk points and a thumbs up. I don't even know if I know. <laughs> you I can't Google it like you did with Mexican I Lucky. can so Google it. You don't tell me how to live my life. Okay? <laughs> it's like, Daryl, I'll buy 10 of them if I want. That was so funny. <laughs> Oh, yeah, was that the shovels? When no. we're walking through Myers, and I hate shopping with him. I hate it. Yeah, because he's he's like a he's like a old woman. He has to literally stop and check out everything, and he'll pick it up, and then he's like, "Babe, look at this. Oh man, look at this. I don't want to see it." I don't care. <laughs> I just want to get in, get what I have to get, and leave. Not you can't do that with Daryl. You'll be looking at stuff that you know you're never going to buy. We have to look at it. Talk about it. Okay. Discuss it. But anyway, so, you know, I'm just, you know, it's hot in the store, and this was before Christmas. It's this hot, is a long story. And I'm irritable, and I'm feeling a little bit nauseous. You're losing me. And... <laughs> Yeah, pick and up the pace. So I'm just like, come on, can we just please hurry up, Daryl? He's to stop. And he got deterred from those stupid, you know, window scrapers that, you know, flatten out. So it's like a little mini shovel thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what it was. And he's like, look at this. Isn't this cool? No, I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> and so I'm trying to fake like I cared. And I'm irritated, and I'm like, yeah, that's nice. Can we go? I'm like, you're not going to. He's like, what? I'm like, you're not going to buy it. And he, he goes, why not? Well, because we don't need Because you have 14 of them right now. <laughs> so we don't need a 15th one. And he's like, I'll buy 10 of them if I want. No, you won't. <laughs> because I will take it from you and beat you to death right here in Myers. <laughs> with, a, with the uh, ice scrapers. <sighs> with an ice scraper brush thing. All right, we're bringing it back. Bring it back. That was a long story. Kind of wake up from that. it. All right, we're back. So Carol Compton from Ayrshire, Scotland. How do you say it again? Ayrshire. 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 Um, twenty years old. She falls in love with an Italian serviceman. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Did was that a ding? That wasn't my Did ding. They were so not on my end. You're fired. All right, I trust you. In all honesty, your employment has kind of been lingering in the balance anyway. I and trust you. It's fine. It, why are you trust? What do you mean you trust me? It was mine. 
Oh, yes. (laughs) So, uh, falls in love with an Italian serviceman. So, what what are we talking like? Army? (coughs) What are we talking like? Army, Navy? Well, I don't know. I don't think it ever said what specific. Does it matter? Military. Military. He was in the military. Yeah. Why do you got to give me a hard time the entire time? You're the one wanting to question what branch. Well, I don't know. No, I was providing an example of what a serviceman is. What was the social security number? I don't know. Some people refer to the post office as the service. What what was his mother's maiden name? Doesn't doesn't Cliff from Cheers say he's in the service? McGillicuddy. No, that's Irish, I think, isn't it? I don't know. So, Italian serviceman. Cliff from Cheers? (laughs) That says he's in the service, yes. What the hell does that have to do with... Because he says, because it, sa- it says in your what you wrote here, her Italian serviceman beau. If you're going to criticize is my he, writing, is he Italian? We're postman? about to have a domestic. Is he the Italian version of Cliff? Speechless. So, <laughs> so um, we're about to have a domestic. Here. His deployment in Britain. Which why is there an Italian? I think he was taking like some kind of like um, training, specific training. Although I don't know why you would have to go there, but huh. you know, okay. eh, I don't know. So it ended, and they end up moving to Italy, and she goes into her. She goes with him. Her forte, which is being a nanny. A nanny. Being a nanny. I could never have been a nanny. Is it weird? I just thought of this while we were doing the actual narrative part. Why? Because in the United States, we don't have nannies. Well, some of us do. Yeah. Some people do, like rich people do. Yeah, babysitters. Wealthy people do. What's the difference between a nanny and a babysitter? About $1,600 a week. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm guessing. Okay. $1,600. I'll lock them in a closet before I'll pay that kind of money. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. I never locked my... Once. There was that one time. <laughs> and she <laughs> no. can't prove a goddamn thing. <laughs> So uh, she, uh, what'd you write here? Soon found herself in a new country, ready to embark on her career of choice, being a nanny. A nanny. So as soon as she gets there, she starts with her first family, which is the Ricci's. Which, any relation to Christina Ricci? Oh, I'm sure. Okay. Um, And you say within days. Probably like the name Johnson in West Virginia. Maybe. Within days. Within days. Stuff starts happening at the Ricci's place, right? What would your reaction be, though? Because, like, you know, okay, you you know, you're whatever, you know, some someone who does whatever services, and you see her walk by this painting, this religious painting, and it falls and it breaks, and she falls to her knees and starts praying. Now, what would your response be? Honestly? Yeah. Okay, first off. I'm getting the hell up out of here. <laughs> no, first off, first off, okay, we're in Italy, right? Granted... I'm assuming she's Scottish, but we're in Italy, so taking into consideration that she's not Italian. But if it, if she were Italian, right, you could be walking by an old ass or walking by a painting in an old ass house, and something creak and pop and whatever, and something pop off the wall. Okay, do you? Okay, you're looking at me like oh, I'm that. gonna nail you on this no, one. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. Because I got. Oh, it's gonna hurt. I'm loading. It's gonna hurt so bad. I'm loading the artillery <laughs> no. right now. Because I got the trump card. I'm about to pang, pang you right down. Go. I got the trump card. Do you? Did you? Keep okay. Going. Now this, because this is <laughs> like, okay. listeners. Don't give me crazy eyes. <laughs> listeners, I want you to pay special attention. To Don't how bring she, them into this. How she responds to this question. Did you watch the Keith Linder documentary of when they went through and did all the tests and all the EVPs and stuff like that? Did you watch the yes. entire documentary? Yes, I did. Do you remember the segment? 
when the one investigator ran up the stairs and then the other investigator came or no, he ran up the stairs and got to that door, got to that door. What happened during that series of events? Well, finish it. You already said it. Just finish it. He ran up the stairs and the painting fell off the wall and landed and lodged itself in the handrail. Yeah. Just from running up the stairs. Yeah. So in theory, could this not have happened anywhere else in the world? In theory, they yes. They recreated it three or four times in that documentary. Yeah, it could feasibly happen. Okay, so let's bring it back home now. She walks by rickety, creaky thing no, that say- falls off the wall. Oh, I'm, I'm just asking your personal, if it were you and that happened, what would your response Let be? Let me continue. Let, can I continue? So it pops off the wall. <laughs> if it were a painting of a cherub, maybe no one would care. Yeah. But it's something special. So it's been disres- religious. It's been disrespected by popping off the wall. One's inclination, if one were religious enough, would be to beg for a certain type of forgiveness for the disrespect of it popping off the wall. Maybe we didn't hang it correctly. Maybe I did bump it. Who knows? But now it's on the floor and smashed to pieces. So automatically, from a religious point of view, you would think, oh my God, I'm sorry, blah, 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 and beg for forgiveness in your religious manner. This isn't some, like, possession tale of she went into convulsions and started speaking freaking Aramaic because it fell down. It could just be a series of events that happened to fall. And that's how she reacted naturally since it was a religious painting. This reminds me of the Jesus picture experience. I don't even... You, you are trying my patience today. No, no, for real. It happened. You're did, trying my patience. Did I ever tell patience. you the Jesus picture? You did. But let's move experience. on. Experience. Let's move on for today. Let's tell that a different day. So what is your rebut for that? Well, there really wasn't a rebuttal. It was just... You were going to get me, you It said. was just... I was asking a question of what What do you... I mean, like, can you imagine what the response would have My been? My response would have been, okay, you need to calm down. It was just a painting. You need to calm down. Yeah. Because my <laughs> thought was not that it popped off. And let's, let's, let's clarify. It didn't pop off the wall. Do UFO spin circles around the room three times before it plummeted down? It was just... There it is. And now she's like with her prayers so this this could be explainable and just about everything in this story technically is explainable now where the logic comes in is how many weird things that can be explainable have to happen before you realize there's a chain of events so what about like things being hurled about by unseen hands they only like say that they don't go into detail as exactly what happened what what does that mean well, I'm assuming that things get thrown and nobody's around to throw them. What What does it mean? You know, like we're sitting right here in, in the studio and out of the closet, an orange gets hurled into to the office here. All right, but if I stamp my foot hard enough in this studio and something An orange closet, is going to throw itself out of the closet. Do you if, hear yourself if, now? If you were to keep oranges in the closet, that wouldn't be weird if it were sitting on the top shelf and I stamp my foot in protest of your I idiocy. I disagree with you, sir. Oh, my I God. I disagree with you, and I challenge you <laughs> that that orange would fall to the ground because gravity would take hold. Okay, it so- would not, however, be hurled... <laughs> About the studio. So I challenge you on that one, sir. <laughs> okay, so the one one thing that I will relent on, they don't even elaborate on in the story. Everything else has a 
probable cause. Now, whether or not her psychic abilities cause those probable causes, albeit electrical fire or what have you, I don't that that could be still remain up for discussion. Yeah. But, well, we can't. Yeah, the the fire thing, especially yes. when it was investigated and they determined that it was was because of well, electrical of issues, faulty electrical systems. You know, even though the Ricci family were like, no, no. Yeah, and they didn't believe a whole Big heck on. of a lot of it. As opposed, we're going to go Doth back. A witch. Let's go back. As opposed to the Amherst Poltergeist situation, where a random ass trumpet that no one even knew. Why do you keep bringing up the trumpet? Because it's amazing. It's amazing. And because I can make tons of how i met your mother references i don't know it reminds me of like the scene from poltergeist oh you know where like it the the thing opens up and the watches and everything starts yeah. falling out of the sky all the things that they oh, lost. look where's that trumpet yeah huh. that's what it feels huh. like that's what it feels like anybody play trumpet but it's not here and maybe it's because of the 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 shortness of the story how how it's, the, it's like it feels like a snippet of a real story like, yeah, she wrote a book, but I looked it up, and again, again, I know, I hear you all telling me, oh, but you didn't read the material. Yeah, I didn't. But in this case, I looked it up on Amazon, and all the reviews said it was a short, light read, which again tells me that's another facet of the story that just seems short. I feel like there are a lot of an- unanswered questions with this. You know, did she have any type of paranormal activity before, you know, she left her homeland and... You know, yeah, and all that, yeah. And did she have any after? You know, when she returned back home? No, she said she didn't. Oh, she didn't. Yeah. Oh, you, okay. you wrote that. What are you? What are you asking me? Well, that? I you had a spacey man. Oh my god! Attack me again. Oh my god! Do it again. Okay, so after the Ricci family, they they're like, okay, jig is up, gone. Okay, now they now she moves on to the Tanti family, and after a bunch of stuff happens, there. Was it the grandmother that starts calling her Stringa? Stringa. Stringa. You're a Stringa. There's a Stringa among us. Where's what the ravioli? What is that, Grandmama? Grandmama? <laughs> Grandmama? Why did we go to Germany? I don't know. Papa? Mama? Go to your room, Heidi. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do, 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 do. I'm sorry to all German listeners. That I think, was. I think we do have German in us. I'm so too. sorry. That was an unwarranted so. caricature voice. No, we've. But that, it happened, no. and I'm not going to edit it out now because we're German fans. We don't. Well, we don't have any German fans anymore. Because I don't think we done... do. We have we have fans from Saudi Arabia, but no German fans. Thank you, Germany, for your lack of interest in our podcast, wow. and it's well warranted. Save your time. Do Save your else. time. You have plenty of things to do. <laughs> Plenty of things to do that are times more important than listening to us. So they move into there. It's called Estranga and ostracized by grandma. And what else? What else happens there? Basically the same thing, except now we have a fire that broke out in the three-year-old daughter's bedroom, almost toasting her to a crisp. Yep. Okay. Didn't. So for all you going, <gasps> it didn't. <gasps> oh She's my. fine. She was fine. She was fine. She's okay. Yes. Grandmama. Grandmama. <laughs> Grandmama. <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> She's still going. I'm having this image of like tiny Tim. I know. <laughs> Grandmama. <laughs> Grandmama. Okay. Okay. And I'm back. So they get her out of there. She's good. But now we're starting to get into... I don't care how she's starting him, whether she's using fantastical psychic abilities, whether she has a ghost following her, or she has 
But the over, second time over, she brings it up. Or if she has overcombustible flatulence. Which I don't understand that. Overcombustible you know, no, flatulence? No, I'm just saying, you know, the first time you're like, oh, okay, they, they fire you. And, you know, okay, well, here's another family. Come on in. You know, and then she goes and tells him, you guys, um... I'm hearing strange voices and scratching sounds did on the she, property. Did she go 100? She went to the family. Yes. Yeah, but did, no, did she go 100% Casey Anthony on this? Casey Anthony. Yeah, what? your your rendition of what she sounded like kind of um, reminded me of Casey Anthony. <laughs> kind of. She went mid Floridian party yeah, girl. Yeah. It was the 80s. <laughs> yes. Let us remember. What does that have to do with Casey saying, Anthony? Like, yeah. She wasn't even born yet. Yeah, duh. I don't know. I don't know. Get your story straight. Oh, I got my Wait. Impala. Yeah, I got my Impala. Oh, oh my God. Paces back there. Stupid. Okay. So, <laughs> Stupid. anyway. Grandma. St- Grandma. <laughs> Quit it. Okay. So, I'm just saying, you know, okay, they fire her and she goes on and you're lucky enough to get another job. Well, I guess it's in another country or whatever. I mean, whatever. No, I thought it was still in Italy. No, it's the island of Elba. Yeah, yeah. That's right. She's not in Italy. So, like, how did that happen? Elba. How did that happen? Which is off the continent, technically, right? Yeah. You know, so you get the second job. You know, the last thing I would think you would do is... Admit to it? Well, did you hear that? Maybe like, uh, no, it's a weird scratching sound. It's been following me all day. You heard it, right? You all day. It. You heard it. You know. <laughs> she goes. <laughs> Grandma. <laughs> Quit it. So, so yeah, I'm just she saying, had, like, why would you, you know, right. why, you know, like. But like now, now you get to the point of like. Like I wouldn't have said a damn thing. <laughs> you just let it happen. I wouldn't even. Care. I'm like, nope. You didn't cost me one job. But, but now you're gonna. Uh-uh. You're gonna be the nope. only person in the family. No. Or in the house that's totally ignoring all these I things. I would be like throwing salt. Uh, I don't know what I would be chanting, but I would be doing something all around. But you'd uh, have like you'd be holding the baby. Rock my baby, and then you then you hear. <laughs> Like, I'll my throw baby. a baby. I'll throw a baby. And for then, real. Rock my baby in the treetop. Grandma. Grandma. So now she admits to the family about it. Yeah. And, and then the family goes like. You know, it gets the hamster wheel turning with the family. So like. <laughs> so, um, so now after this. I want to know when, how that. Wait a minute. Just back up. I want to know how that, that conversation happened. Like, did she get them both together and be like, I really need to talk to you guys? Apparently, I'm not going to believe this. I have a problem. Or did she just tell one of them? I probably went to, like, the wife. You know, it's probably a little easier to probably went. So how do you think the wife then told the husband? Um, honey? Do you remember it was your idea to hire that nanny, right? And she goes, he goes, well, what drug is it? What, what, what drug is she hooked on? What? For real? The what? past four. What? And then she, then, then she tells him. She may be a witch. And he goes, why couldn't it have been just Adderall? Why? Why? Never mind. I'm sorry. When she just binge watched Cheers. <laughs> that's me. Constantly. Oh, yeah. That's me. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying there. I'm sorry. Sometimes you want to go. I got Ember doing that. You, you've always. I, yeah, I can yeah. remember you being like 12 years old. Hey, mom. What, Alex? Go ahead. Do Sometimes it. Sometimes you want to go. Yep. Every time. Uh, so it was after the three-year-old daughter incident with the flaming blaze of a bed that they contacted the authorities. And now, like, it wasn't even, 
like a weirdness beforehand. Like it was full go media alerted witch in the house. Oh yeah. First time you get let go, second time, clank. Yeah. So you don't mess around. So they go through this and before they even really start, there is this just crazy amount of oh, media yeah. it coverage was big news. beforehand. Yeah. And in the United States justice system, if there's a lot of media coverage in your area, like where you where you're from, where the crime was committed if there's too much media coverage they will like they can request to have the trial elsewhere yeah like in another location that's kind of as best as they can outside of the influence of the locality to try to get a more neutral trial yeah did not happen here because we get to the point where the jury requests her to be detained lock her up in an iron cage now and she's just this do, tiny little woman. I mean, she's just, you know, 20-year-old tiny little woman. I tried to do some research on this. And and I like, should have nope. contacted some people I know in the group. But I couldn't remember, nor could I dig up, anything having to do with witches specifically being subdued with iron. Iron does have su- certain supernatural properties. Mystical and, properties. Mystical properties and folklore and legends and stuff like that. And the only thing I could find was the Skold's Bridal. Mm. or the is it scans there's a word for it i forget what it's called now where and where where a woman mainly so it's an extremely misogynistic piece of equipment if convicted of over scolding which essentially is you just didn't you just didn't shut up (laughs) right yeah (laughs) you would get this harness put on your face and and that harness from country to country kind of varied um it would go across your head almost like a, a, a horse bridle, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I kind of look at like wrestling headgear. Yeah. The like the essential early versions of it. And it would wrap around your face and then something usually was inserted into your mouth. And yeah. that was usually the thing that kind of differentiated how bad your punishment was. Because sometimes it was just like something to keep your mouth closed. Like so you couldn't talk. It was just like we just don't want to hear you. Yeah, it's. It's it would would have been very irritating, but not really life threatening. Other times they would have like like a not a rod, but more like a like a pyramid shape, like an elongated like a spear tip, yeah, whatever, or an all out blade, so that if you were to try to talk, then your tongue would work around and then get lacerated. Oh, wow. By the object inside, they also had types that would be more like a, like a, like a paddle or a ball that would go in, like a ball gag, and it would either hold your tongue down to the bottom of your mouth, your bottom of your mouth, or to the top of your mouth, so making you your yeah, yeah making your jaw really really tired. And those were usually made of iron. But the thing is, is I don't think them being made of iron. I don't think iron was the deciding factor on it. I think it just happened to have been the time that these things the came about metal. that the available metal was iron. So I don't know why isn't it an Italian thing that maybe I didn't find that witchers witches don't like iron, but I don't remember. So maybe I, I'm I wasn't aware something. of anything like that. But so maybe uh, yeah. I'm missing something. Maybe it was just they wanted a cage and they didn't want it made out of plastic. Yeah, something strong. But regardless, you would think in theory that if she were a witch, she could cast a spell through her cage. Well, yeah. Or she could like curse you through the cage. But regardless, they put her in the cage for the duration of the trial, which just. Yells at me. Maybe she's not going to get out of this very well. Oh, no. Right? Automatically, the entire jury is so scared of you and your perceived witchiness that they want you housed in an iron cage for the duration of the trial. And in fact, how long was she in there? Because, like, there, you know, here in the U.S., if you get arrested or whatever, you 
you are made aware of the charge, of what you're being charged with. In Italy, not so much. Apparently, they can come and arrest you, and they don't have to tell you why they are arresting you. So yeah. she was held for quite some time, not even knowing, you know, and then your mind probably like, oh, God, what, what, did I, what have I done? Yeah. And we didn't get a lot of information on, on the actual trial itself. All we know is that she was eventually let off on two counts of arson and sentenced essentially to the time she had yeah, served. Yeah, to time served. So eventually logic kind of prevailed. And whether or not- I don't think it was logic. I think it was just, you know, it had kind of blown up and, you know, permeated international borders and news and all of that. So once word kind of got out, it kind of, I think it kind of made, you know, the world just kind of looked at him like, yeah, you realize it's 1983, right? Just saying. <laughs> Maybe. But but in essence, And they're though, like, okay, we would... kind of feel dumb. Uh, we don't want to draw any more attention to, you know, and the fact that they were holding her without even char- letting her know what they were charging I guess. her I with. Mean, I don't know. So the they were like, oh, go on, Missy, go on your way. Italian or European standards of legality, but sure, we'll go with that. Uh, but, I mean, man, I'm really trying to look at it from a believer's point of view. So in theory, if I believe that these were some type of psychic or telekinetic power she has, one of two avenues immediately come up to me. And avenue one is she knew exactly what she was doing. Or avenue two is she still had these powers and she didn't know how to control them in a way. That's kind of what I'm leaning toward. Um, But then wouldn't like now we have an X-Men scenario to where you have to make the moral and ethical decision of there's this person who has special abilities who cannot control them who could harm others yeah especially when you're around children you know how do you approach that yeah like that sounds like she didn't do anything that she could control so then therefore she shouldn't be in prison but at the same time not everybody can set a fire with their mind so or was it the case of her being away from her homeland causing you know like a type of post-traumatic stress i don't know something like that um to where but, when she gets back home, eh, she's okay again. But the reasoning for me is neither here nor there if the ultimate outcome is the same, which is fire starting and shit being thrown across the room. You know what I mean? Now, earlier you were like, well, an orange can completely be hurled about the room. And there was some logical explanation. But now you're like, nope. I'm trying to look at it from a believer's point of view. I clearly stated that not a minute and a half ago. Don't don't try to weasel in other things that I've said when I know exactly what I've said no, and my thoughts don't. I've concocted. No, you don't. We have this recorded. We and the this. listeners can back me up of what I'm saying. Oh, you would too. You'd be like, see? See? Yeah. You hear that? I will bookmark them and I will send them to your email address in highlighted form. You know what? I'm going to come to your house one of these days and I'm just going to snap. I wish you would. And I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to stand outside your window at night and scare the crap out of you. No, you just wouldn't. I don't even care. I don't even care. <laughs> You're like, I'm not even going to go there, but shut up. I don't even care. Shut up. All right. It's been raining a lot. So you stand outside trying to scare me in the rain. I'd love to see it. I can't because the pink in my hair will wash out. Yeah, you look like a flamingo. <laughs> I don't know what you something. Like. something sad. Something. <laughs> yeah. Just to get a cheap viewers, scare. Viewers can't see that. But it's incredibly sad. Yeah. It looked like a Pixar character. A kid's movie, Puss in Boots. Yeah. Oscar does that. He's sleeping now. Shh. <laughs> he whose name we doth not speak. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, meow. 
Yeah. Oh, you told me. Okay, so we go on after that. She's uh, let go on basically time served and moved back to um, Scotland, I believe, she or England, no, Northern just, England. Yeah, she technically doesn't just move back. She hippie skippies it <laughs> across She's the like, channel. Screw you, Italy! I'm out. <laughs> Arrivederci. Arrivederci. And then she writes that book in 1990, which is called Superstition: The True Story of the Nanny They Called a Witch. Yeah. And like I said, I looked this up, and it just seems like it's very, very and short. People are like, we don't care. It's like tantamount to like a coffee table book. I mean, I care. I, I would read the book. But I'm just saying, you know, in 1983 or... No, when did she come out with the book? 1990. 1990. People are like, meh. Yeah. A lot of big things happened in 1990, though. Yeah, Can't um, think of anything, but I mean... <laughs> Berlin Wall was the year before. Yeah. Chris, the hip-hop group Crisscross. That's kind um, of big. Jeez, Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby. Me and Daryl was singing that song earlier. Uh, Cheers Cheers would end like three years later. Something like that. Stop. Frasier would start not long after. Collaborate and listen. <laughs> All right. Jake would have your ass. Because he would test people by saying stop. And their, <laughs> their answer afterwards would be one of two things usually. And he would judge them immediately on one of their answers. It was either it was either hammer time or collaborate and listen. True that. Yeah, and if it wasn't hammer time, you get severely ridiculed. I was, um, I don't remember. Oh, Daryl came in today, and he's he's like, look at this funny video about nineteen nineties rap, you know, and that kind of started the whole thing. So before you know it, we're both like blaring nineties rap, you know, kind of reliving the moment. But uh, so. What song was it? Uh, I can't even think now. Reminded me of Jake, and I can't even think it. Think of it right now. Wow. We've had a million side stories today. Yeah, we have, kind of, yeah. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. A little bit. Hey there, Bob Tubbs, Rick. A little bit. Rick. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, I shot my uncle there a little bit, yeah. Yeah, all right. All right. Do all you right. have anything else to add to this? I do not, sir. I do not. The, I didn't think that was the witch nanny. I I just kind of boggles my mind that premature. in 1983 something like that could, you know, let's lock her up. <laughs> and then not, but not one, but two families went to the authorities. I wonder how that phone call went. I think it would have been easier for the Tontis because they would have been like. Listen, Policia. No, <laughs> listen. Okay. We have, this, we have this lady, and you're not going to believe what happened. And the Policia were like, religious relics popping off the walls, fire starting. <laughs> yeah. And t- the Tontis were like, uh huh. Thank God. Oh, my God. You know her? <laughs> oh, my God. Shoo. Exactly. Yeah. Grandmama? True, true. Grandmama? Grandmama? <laughs> I instinctively have to say it not only twice. But looking up and to the left the first time, then up and to the right the second time, as if I'm looking. Yeah, grandma. <laughs> I need to go to bed. At any point in time, if someone were to be like saying that constantly and they finally resolve it with, ah, grandma, that's probably when we should be scared. Oh my God. You know what? We need to print off some t shirts and say, grandma. Grandma. <laughs> I just imagine, what was the what was the little kid's name from. Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory? Oh, Charlie? No, the German kid. Oh, the, um, Augustus Gloop. Augustus Gloop, yeah. Grandmama? That's what I imagine. Kind of, yeah. With his face covered in chocolate. His grandmama? 
Anyway, However, is that there, it? there is no chocolate in this story. No, there is not. There's well, just the accusations fire. and iron bars. And fires. And fires. I think she's got a wee bit of a lion problem. It's kind of like Hansel and Gretel, you know. There's that new one coming out. Did you see that? Uh-uh. Gretel and Hansel? Oh, yeah. <laughs> is why, it really? Why are you laughing? Yeah, that's a totally that's factual statement. To oh, why? my God. They just go, wait a minute. I have an idea for a new movie. You've, you've heard of Hansel and Greta, right? Yeah, yeah. We're going to switch them around. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the previews? Bang, there's 10 mil. Have you seen the previews? No. It looks pretty messed up. That's dumb. Wow. Dumb. Wow. Are now, we... if it was like Gretel and Hansel meet the Blair Witch or something like that, then you would have my attention. I'd be like, what? Why would you worry about a made-up witch? How do you know she's made up? You don't Because know. that was the point of the movie. Could be. They changed it. You don't know. Watch the previews for Gretel and Hansel. And tell me it's not at least a little bit creepy. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch that. <sighs> we went through this in the Robert the Doll. Oh my god, did I tell you about that? No. I actually I had this lady write me. <sighs> Is this breaking news? Kind of. You know how I am with Robert the Doll. Tom saying. But anyway, so this lady wrote me, and she's like, I don't know if you have ever heard. Okay, well, first she goes. Why are you whispering? I don't know, because we're talking about Robert the Doll. And he might hear you from Key West? to Key West. But she wrote me, and apparently her and her husband went to Key West on this vacation. And they thought, you know, hey, we're going to go check out the museum. And then I knew where this was going. I'm like, they pissed off Robert. I just know they pissed off Robert. So sure enough. She goes, I don't know if you've heard of Robert the Doll. And I'm like, yes, yes, I have, lady. Yes. <laughs> Ma'am, let me tell you a story. Yeah. <laughs> Robert the Doll terrifies me, lady. I'm sorry, but you're on your own. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that but she never wrote me back. But That was your story? Really? Well, that was kind of it. But I'm, I'm just, done with today. Are just, we finished? I just, I just kind of, you know, she's like, I don't know if you've heard of Robert the Doll. Yes. Have you not heard my podcast on Robert the Doll? No. Hold on. I'll send you the link. All right. I'm done now. Are we finished today? Finito. Finito. Right. How do you say finished in Italian? That's close enough. I'm not Finito. That's what I'm going to try. Hey, anyway, for everybody who's still around after the tirades today of off-topicness, why don't you hop on over and um, and give us a like and a comment. I'm going to send you all on a mission. And even if you don't listen to us on Apple, the podcast, for some reason, the Apple podcast is like the the staple of podcastdom. Even if you don't listen to the listen to us actively on that platform, do me a favor. Make a uh, and make an account with Apple just one time. All you got to do is put in your email. That's that's all you got to do. Just go and through then the you signed up. Just go through the first sign up phase. Find us. Go ahead and give us a five star and tell us how much you loved it. Please, just one time, because for some reason that helps us with the algorithms and stuff. I know some of you listen to us on Spotify and Castbox. I know Spotify. I think podcasts on Spotify is a relatively new thing. It sounds as as old now by now in the podcasting yeah. game as Apple is. So I know that a lot of you listen to us on YouTube and a lot of you listen to us on Pocket Cast and uh, I think there's one called Overcast maybe. And keep listening on those. Whatever one you prefer, fantastic. Please keep listening on those. Uh, but do us the favor. If you get if you get 10 minutes out of your day, just go ahead and create an Apple account. Give us a five-star review and it helps us tremendously if you would do that for us. Also, if you uh, are not currently in the Supernatural Tendencies group on Facebook, go ahead and hop on over 
and send a request and we will insta insta approve you i don't even care insta approve you and you'll be in and you'll be able to see all the posts we do on there so if there's some stuff during the week uh after you've listened to our podcast you just want just a little bit more we do post is it still daily do you still do those daily yeah okay yeah we do post every day we do like five a day six a day i think yeah you usually have like the questions like what's your favorite scary shoe story yeah and then uh different paranormal stories yeah like true stories yeah Yeah, so if you want some extra paranormal stuff and some discussion with our already established wonderful members there and us you can connect with us in the group too maybe not me because i'm just yeah that's gonna change because no you don't try there is no level of trying do or do and not. you're gonna start doing videos too. Do or do not. You do. You don't. Do do or do not. Do or do not. You don't. See, that's what I'm taking that to heart, Yoda. I do or I do not. I just don't. I don't even try. Yeah, but you're going to. So yeah, if you guys want to see Alex do some little short videos in the group from now on, make sure you go to the group. And then post it on the wall and tag Alex Romero's name in it. You could, but no one and ever say Alex. You need to do videos. You hesitated. Videos are the way of the future. No one Alex. ever talks about me though. They always talk about you on the podcast comments. So that's because I'm kind of a big deal. That's fine. No, I'm I just not. Feel like I'm so not. <laughs> they still talk about you more than me. I'm just. I am the co-host. Do you know why they do? Because I talk in the group. I connect with people. Then we'll just continue that on. There you go. So, uh, review. Please like and review us on Apple. Share us with a friend. Share us with a friend. Go on and get a par- be a part of the Supernatural Tendencies podcast group on Facebook. And you know what? Have a great day. We'd like to say thank you one more time for hopping on board with us this week. If you have any comments, questions, critiques, or suggestions for new topics, please send us an email at supernaturaltendenciespodcast at gmail.com. We also encourage you to get over to our Facebook page at Supernatural Tendencies Podcast and go ahead and elbow drop that like button for us. We're also available on Instagram at Supernatural Tendencies Podcast and Twitter at Weird and Scary, if that's more to your liking. Please pass us around to your friends as well where they can find us on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and most other podcast platforms. And remember, if you're having any type of paranormal activity, or extraterrestrial contact. I offer private coaching online via Skype or Facebook Messenger to assist you with those issues. Feel free to visit me at christyjohnsonsadler.com for contact information. Till next time, this has been Alex and Christy. See you later. And since you pushed us into it, here we are again. You pushed us into it before we, we even got through the outro. What was that? Too legit. Oh, sorry. We're back to MC Hammer already? We were never technically out of MC Hammer face. <laughs> yes, you're technically right. Anyway, we're here back again with the Musician Spotlight for this week. And this week we have another local to our area. We have Paco is desperate from the great glass city of Toledo, Ohio. 
right? Glass City? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. We're Flag City. They're Glass City. Yeah. Is that Fostoria Glass City? Too? We're not even getting into it. I, I'm not. <laughs> We're not going to get into it because Toledo is the biggest city in our area. <laughs> so they are from Toledo, Ohio. I think they're actually from Toledo. It has a lot of suburbs. Right up We're the gonna, interstate from us. We're going to stick north to it. up there on the interstate. If you're going anywhere north on I-75, you will be in the town that Paco is, Paco is Desperate is from. So go see him. Please go see them. They're play, they play a lot at a place called the Ottawa Tavern. Uh, they used to play Frankie's, I believe, too. Oh, yeah, and, Frankie's. And yeah. unfortunately, RIP to Frankie's. Um, they have since shut down, I believe, which is a travesty, and it sucks. So, and as I'm talking with them, I just accidentally did a, ah, I'm doing the podcast, and I brought up their links, and now I, like, cry-faced one of the things that they sent me. So now, like, he's probably going to message me back, like, why did you cry-face that, man? Anyway, so Paco is desperate. Um, Jeez, man, if we're going to describe it, it's more like a, like a mellow acoustic indie rock. Stop. Kind of easy listening. Well, on the one song they day. sent us. The one song that he sent us. It's a it rainy was. Day they did release. Um, 1990. You're going you're gonna to call 1990 on it? Kind of. Yeah. Any, I like them. Okay. I dig them. I definitely dig them. Any bands that you could like make an kinship to? I can't think of any. What would you say? I don't know. I honestly don't know because it's not like. <sighs> Man. So there it is. If you're looking for something easy listening and different, and it's a rainy day. I want to say like less, less, less mainstream version of like Third Eye Blind, if you don't know any other thing like this. Maybe. Because my first thought, like, and this is just me, how I categorize it, is almost like a singer-songwriter, but it's not a singer-songwriter because singer-songwriters died like, the heyday of singer-songwriters was like, what, Carly Simon? I um that's funny. I was literally just like gonna that. say like James Taylor ish. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But they are, Paco is desperate as an official band. Yeah, like it's, an updated James Taylor kind yeah, of. Yeah. Um, they did just uh, release a full album actually called Unraveled. So if you guys get a chance, check that out on Spotify or wherever else you get your streaming music from. Um, let's check out their events because I'm doing this on the spot because that's how I roll. Uh, January seventeenth, Inner Circle Avenue. At the Auto Tavern. They're with the Inner Circle Avenue and more up there. So if you are available on the 17th of January, get up to Go the see OT. Them. Do it. In Toledo. Do it. Now. <laughs> that was Swear to God, you better go do it. <laughs> Swear to... Are you getting up? That's super threatening. They don't got to get up now. Oh. Well, you know, be ready. All right. Well. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Well, well, if you want to, if you're not doing anything. Regardless of how we describe them, they're not a bad band, obviously. Because not at they all. Got I think they released that album a couple months ago, and they have like like five thousand streams. That's awesome on their platforms. At least I think that's what they posted. Good job for them. Anyway, do, do they have a Facebook page? They do have a Facebook page. So go give their Facebook page some love. Yes, Share them with your friends. Um, and I always try to couple too. Whenever I'm doing this, if I find a band like their Facebook page or whatever, I usually try to instantly couple it with their Spotify. So if I go check them out on Facebook, I see where they're playing, see what they're all about. Then I'll go to Spotify too and try to do. Some of the love on Spotify because that's yeah, that's kind of the stuff that matters a lot. Yeah, you know, yeah. Facebook does matter, but the Spotify is where like you really start as an artist, you know, realizing how many people listen to your music as opposed to just like, hey, I, I see this guy and you're like, you're awesome, you're so subscribing. Like that it really does. It's like your vote matters. It really does. It really does help. You know, these artists to be seen. Um, you know, because the podcast channels. As well as Facebook and YouTube, you know, they do pick up on that. Yeah. So, you know, it helps them a lot. So even just giving them a like, 
subscribing, commenting, saying, hey, we dig your stuff. That really goes a long way, and it's it's very much appreciated. It really does, and I'm sure that I'm sure that they would say the same if they were here now. Um, so let's get right down to it. Let's stop beating around the bush. Uh, we have Paco is desperate, and they gave me I pulled off the mask. There it goes. Sorry. 